You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Call them APT28, Sophocy, Sednit, Fancy Bear, Pondstorm, or just the GRU. They've been after lots more than the DNC. Dark Overlord, and probably not the boss villain from Sonic's universe, claims to have millions of health insurance records. Vulnerable medical devices are still running Windows 7 and XP. Security cameras roped into a botnet 25,000 strong. The IRS takes down its electronic filing pin system. OPM says, yep, that breach was worse than we thought. Cisco buys CloudLock and InvestCorp acquires Corsec. How Cisco is training its workforce. And it's good to be Albanian. Just ask the police in South Yorkshire. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, June 28, 2016. SecureWorks claims that Threat Group 4127, also known as APT28, Sophocy, Sednit, Fancy Bear, and Pondstorm, has targeted about 1,800 targets in addition to the Democratic National Committee. Other sources continue to expect Russia to release or leak emails from presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton soon. A hacker calling himself or herself Dark Overlord is offering three tranches of personal information that they say were stolen from U.S. health care insurance providers. The records are said to be in a plain text database. A total of more than 9.2 million records are said to be involved. That's big, but not as big as the Anthem breach, which affected about 80 million people. The asking price for all records is roughly $700,000 in Bitcoin, the very steep price justified by the hacker's promise to sell to only one buyer. The dark overlord is hawking the data on the dark web market The Real Deal, but as a seller, they have accumulated as yet no positive feedback from customers, which suggests they are a newbie. That, plus choosing a villain from Sonic the Hedgehog's world as your nom de hack. Really, boys and girls? It's not yet known whether the data are legitimate or which insurers, if any, were affected. The Dark Overlord claims to have exploited an RDP vulnerability to get to the data and says they were stolen from organizations in Farmington, Missouri and other unnamed locations in the U.S. Midwest and Atlanta, Georgia. TrapX warns that medical data is at risk from another source. Many medical devices run outmoded operating systems, notably Windows 7 and Windows XP, and that attackers can gain access to healthcare networks by wrapping new tools in old exploits. Naturally, such data is sensitive, and the theft thereof is of close interest to law enforcement. We spoke to the University of Maryland cyber law expert Ben Yellen about one curious case, the FBI's raid on a security researcher who exposed an unprotected cache of medical data. Learn from the researcher's experience. We'll hear from him after the break. Checkpoint is taking credit, perhaps with some justice, for the disappearance of the nuclear exploit kit. The company believes its investigative report spooked the criminal operations into occultation. 
Sakuri reports an IoT-based distributed denial-of-service campaign against a jewelry store website. The attackers used a big botnet of 25,000 security cameras that were connected to the Internet. The victim was an unnamed brick-and-mortar jewelry store. In the U.S., the Internal Revenue Service, after observing what it called more questionable activity, has decided to retire, presumably for good, its troubled electronic filing pin tool. Elsewhere in the federal government, the Office of Personnel Management has finally acknowledged what informed observers have been saying for more than a year. The breach of its security clearance management system affected far more than the 21.5 million people who'd applied for clearances. Tens of millions of family, friends, neighbors, and associates were also affected. In industry news, Intel continues, according to reports, to be working toward the sale of the security division, formerly known as McAfee. Cisco has purchased CloudLock for $293 million, and Bahrain's InvestCorp, which picked up SecureLink last year, has bought European security shop Corsac. No one is yet sure what effect Brexit is going to have on the security industry, but the surest bet seems to be that it will put further stress on an already tight labor market. One company, the aforementioned Cisco, is taking matters into its own hands and bringing some cybersecurity talent development in-house. We spoke with Cisco's Tejas Vashi about the company's scholarship program. It's a two-year program over which we hope to get about 10,000 individuals to go through the program. The end goal is to get and build new talent into the industry. So the program is really concentrated around a certification known as CCNA, Cybersecurity Ops. As with all of our Cisco certifications, this certification is focused on a specific industry job role. The job role that this certification is targeting is a cybersecurity analyst or a security operations center analyst. Vashi says the need for these kinds of certifications reflects the fact that cybersecurity is a rapidly evolving industry. Whether you talk about the change in the networking space overall with cloud-based technologies, Internet of Things, where multiple endpoints are being brought into the network that all need to be protected. Uh, Every time you add a new endpoint or an end device, it adds a new surface of attack or a new vulnerability to the network. Our customers and the industry in general is struggling to find the right skills in in the environment to actually bring into their workforce to be able to secure their networks and evolve their overall uh, operations. The Cisco Scholarship Program targets both experienced workers and those who are new to the field. You've got the traditional workforce, the folks that are in the space right now, that absolutely need to be reskilled to make sure that they can keep up with uh, the new vulnerabilities that are uh, emerging on, a, on what seems to be a daily basis or multiple times a day even, right? In addition to that, you need to bring in new talent with diverse perspectives, diverse ways of thinking, diverse uh, ideas in terms of problem solving, because that's what uh, this space is all about, is identifying what the issues are and being able to uh, um, have a mitigation plan created to address them. That's Tejas Vashi from Cisco. You can learn more about the Cisco Global Cybersecurity Scholarship on their website. You may have heard that Google CEO Sundar Pichai Kora's account was hacked over the weekend. He thus joins Mark Zuckerberg among the ranks of tech bigwigs who've suffered compromises of some personal accounts. 
The group claiming responsibility calls itself Our Mine and claims to be providing a security testing service for executives, celebrities, and others with the money to pay $100 to improve their social media security or $1,000 for a full web scan, whatever that may entail, or $5,000 for a comprehensive security audit. Our Mine has also claimed to have hacked accounts belonging to G.I. Joe star Channing Tatum, Daniel Eck, Spotify CEO, and Werner Vogel's Amazon CTO. They say other hacks are coming. CSO calls the hacks publicity stunts and notes that Our Mine claims to have earned $18,400 so far selling its services. Wired has a longer, more critical profile. They were in touch with an anonymous representative of Our Mine who said the group wasn't criminal, but a security group trying to teach people that they're not safe. Whatever hat they're wearing, and we're calling it black, not gray, they change their IP address frequently to stay ahead of the law. Wired sensibly advises, quote, Those seeking a security audit should probably not engage a group of anonymous, law-breaking Twitter defacement artists, end quote. So again, link accounts with caution, if at all, use multi-factor authentication, and don't reuse passwords, not even great ones like da-da-da. Finally, police in South Yorkshire are investigating an attack, apparently by Albanian patriotic hacktivists, who defaced police websites with a cartoon, the double-eagled Albanian flag, and a little bit of brag. Prominently featured was the sentence, It's good to be an Albanian, which is no doubt true, although there seems to be little point to insisting on it in Doncaster or Sheffield. Maybe it's a Brexit thing. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. I'm joined once again by Ben Yellen. He's from the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security. Ben, there was an article uh, in the Daily Dot recently. It was about the FBI raiding a dental software researcher. He discovered some private patient data that was on a public server. It was it was out there. It could be found uh, and the next thing he know, he had FBI agents uh, breaking down his door. What can you tell us about this case? Sure. So this is a gentleman named Justin Schaefer, uh, a guy from Texas. His home was raided uh, by the FBI, and he's been charged 
uh, or he's facing possible prosecution under a federal statute known as the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. And this is a law that's 30 years old and basically uh, at its core, it prohibits unauthorized access into information systems. The law is worded in such a vague way that even unauthorized access that's not for any nefarious purpose, that's not for hacking, that's not for stealing information, can still be the basis for a federal crime. And the reason that that carries extra significance is because the punishments under the law are particularly severe. There was a tragic case a few years back uh, that I think many of your listeners would remember of Aaron Swartz, uh, who stole JSTOR documents from MIT uh, to show some of their security vulnerabilities. He was facing 13 charges under this uh, Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, was facing up to 35 years in prison, and ended up committing suicide as a result of facing these federal charges. And I think that's led a very strong movement among civil liberties advocates to reform this law to add some element of intent that in order to be prosecuted, it's not the, the act that should be punished, the act of exposing a security vulnerability. It should be the intent that's punished. So the intent to hack, the intent to steal information. Uh, Dave, you and I have talked about the analogy of the physical world. If somebody went into their bank and saw that the bank fault uh, was exposed and was open and somebody poked their head in and went to the teller and said, you know your bank vault is exposed? We would not expect that person to be charged with a federal crime for unauthorized access into a, into a bank vault. In fact, I think we would hold up that person as, as being a good Samaritan. And I think that's really what, what happened here to Mr. Schaefer. Uh, we'll have to see if the, uh, he is actually charged and to see whether he is actually prosecuted. But I think the more cases we see like this, we'll see more of a political effort to uh, reform the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. and, and it's encouraging that uh, in Congress there has been bipartisan support for such a law. Uh, I know it's had a couple of Democratic sponsors in the House, and, and Rand Paul has been an advocate on this as well. So hopefully uh, we can reform this from a political standpoint so that we don't have uh, the sort of rave that we, that we saw here. All right, Ben Yellen, thanks for joining us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With Identity Orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.
Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T-Minus Space Daily, and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us. 